welcome to Massive Late Fee. And now your hosts, Mark and Carol. Well, hello everyone. Welcome back to Massive Late Fee. My name is Mark. With me as always is my co-host Carol. How are you doing, Carol? Hey, what's up? You don't like the the headphones anymore? I told you I can't hear. I took them off because I can't hear anything. Oh, well, I, I'll turn them up if you want. You you always complain that they're too loud. I still don't hear anything. Can you hear something now? Yeah. Is Did that you a, have it turned off or something? I didn't have it turned off. Is that a good volume? Oh, uh, yeah, it's fine. The volume was really low. It was where you wanted it last time. Yeah, but then I realized I couldn't hear you. You're getting deafer. <laughs> I'm getting older, so yeah, yeah it happens. You're going to be the big 2-0 one day. One day. <laughs> is it your next birthday? Is it not? We don't know. We're not telling. <laughs> anyway. A real lady does not <laughs> tell her age. So. so, today is April something. It's the 28th. 28th. April 28th, <laughs> 1995. I think I already said that I'm Mark. You did. Co-host Carol. Yes, you did, sir. We have had a nutso day. We have. It's been crazy. Just lots of doing stuff. Lots of schoolwork. Lots and lots of schoolwork. Lots of schoolwork and work work and family stuff. Sounds in it, too. You know, parents wanting you to do stuff. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, And you're working out. I am working out. And I'm trying to read a book. I'm trying to better it's, myself. Like uh, physically, you're trying to better yourself. Mentally, yeah, we're trying to better ourselves emotionally. By, and we're trying to get stuff out there for you people. Yeah, exactly. It's the struggle is a real thing. It is. But we love you. You're worth it. So. Was that uh, something about uh, is she what? No. What? Maybe you're worth it. Yeah. Maybe you're worth it. Maybe it's Maybelline. <laughs> okay. Remember that one? Yeah. Yeah. Is it live or is it Memorex? Uh, look at the tapes. Is your are your tapes Memorex? Does it say Memorex on them? No, it doesn't. We don't. I don't use Memorex tapes. Okay. I don't like. <laughs> I don't like big advertisers. Speaking of not liking big advertisers, this episode is brought to you by our blood, sweat, and tears. What the band? The band Blood, Sweat, and Tears. Yes, correct. <laughs> the band Blood, Sweat, and Tears has sponsored the show. So right, Disco. Sorry, is that a disco band? I don't even know. I don't know what the hell you're talking yeah. about. You don't know Blood, Sweat, and Tears? No. I've at least heard the name. I mean, literally never heard it unless somebody was talking about working hard or hardly working. Ha <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Um. I don't know. I was gonna. I had a funny thing that I was gonna do that we were sponsored by somebody, and then you just cut me off with blood, sweat, and tears, which was a <laughs> hilarious drop in. I'm sure lots of people laughed. Hey, you're so mean. You're so mean to me. Stepping over a joke, like you're robbing. Would you rather I sit here quietly and let you talk? Because I don't think you would. Isn't that every guy's dream for their, <gasps> their woman to just sit there quietly? <laughs> wow. But there's an old joke about a guy that, uh, like, he's like he hated his marriage or something, like, like you know, went on or whatever, and then um, he became suddenly happy because he went deaf. Or the, the punchline of the punchline of the joke is he became deaf. Wow! And that's why he was happy. Do you know what? What? 
her loser. <laughs> okay. That has wounded me to my core. I don't know if I can continue. With a big old L right on your forehead. Wow. Wow, a capital L, too. Yep. That stinks. Good. That's like when my dad said, uh, I asked my dad one time if he didn't, if he disliked his middle name. His middle name is Cheever. I bet he did. And he said, yes, I hated it. And I said, why? And he was like, kids would always make fun of me. And I said, what did they say? And he'd say, and he'd go, they'd call me Cheater. And I just laughed so hard. And I'm like, that just makes me feel bad for your bullies. <laughs> that was the best they could do. <laughs> if they had said that to me, I would have laughed in their face. Wow. Cheater. Oh, my God. Wow. And that's why you don't get bullied. Apparently. You're too smart. Yeah, yeah. Smart kids never bullied. <laughs> they used to call me Carol the Big Fat Barrel. Who called you that? When? In like fifth grade? Yeah. Oh, that sucks. Like, well, second grade. Oh, that's so mean. <laughs> yeah, I was sad. Well, you're not a big fat barrel anymore. Thanks. I doubt you were back then either, but. Yeah. You were barrel shaped. <laughs> I was beach ball shaped when I was a little kid. Oh, okay. Well, no longer. But now you look like somebody. Uh, okay. I look like me. Thank. Hey, so a little technical difficulty. <laughs> I had to tell something to uh, to Carol off tape. And he didn't tell me he was doing it. And it was really weird. It was like I went deaf. Is that how you guys experienced it? Did you feel you went deaf for minutes? <laughs> she looked alarmed. And, and mute. Deaf and mute. You could hear yourself, couldn't you? Speaking. But not the way that I'm supposed to. <laughs> so you thought you were hearing your thoughts? This must know. be what it's like to be deaf and mute. <laughs> It's like you can hear, but it's just thoughts. Oh, goodness. So, uh, how am I going to transition from this to the Oklahoma City bombing? What? The Oklahoma City bombing happened about nine days ago now, I guess. Yeah, uh, April 19th. Uh, suspects. From here, maybe. There's a Michigan connection to this. Uh, I don't like it. Well, I'm sure that that we don't know them. I hope I hope not. I hope my friend Terry's not involved. <laughs> Why would Terry be involved? I don't know. Well, you know, he sometimes, uh, like, uh, I don't know. I know some people that, that mess around a little with the Michigan militia, and that's, uh, that's you know, part of it, I guess. I don't know. Interesting. I, I'll be honest. I haven't really been following the story Closely, but tragic, tragic. Yeah. Oh, the uh, federal building in Oklahoma City. It's very sad. Supposedly retribution for, uh, what was it called? Waco, the Waco, Texas raid. David Koresh, you know, the Branch Davidian cult. Okay. You remember them? Yes, I do with the uh, Kool-Aid, right? No, that's Jim That's Jim Jones, Jonestown. They oh. were in Guiana, no, Africa. No, never mind. <laughs> I don't know. Same kind of thing, though. They're all, you know, murdering, uh, lying. Yeah, it depends on who you ask. Guys with 
delusions of grandeur. Some people I know say that they were just, you know, they were just upholding their Second Amendment rights to have guns, and the, uh-huh. the federal people were like, "Fuck you." Whatever. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a cult, you know. I, That's what I'm saying. So anyway, uh, not the kind of people I want to have guns. No offense. Um, <laughs> anyway, so this week we watched a show about guns. Um, it's Friends, right? It stands for Forensic Reports. What the hell is wrong with you? In Evidentiary Districts Subpoena. Uh-huh. Those are all <laughs> legal words. We watched Friends. Friends, right. With like There are dots. Jennifer After Aniston. After each one of those letters, what do the dots mean? I don't know. I don't know. They have not... Uh... Fornication... <laughs> ritualistic there's a child the, so <laughs> the window the, window the window's open. open the window's open where we're recording this and about two doors down uh our neighbors have a child about how old would you say lulu is like three? two three yeah like three years old and that's how loud she's crying i don't know if you guys can hear it but she is bawling her eyes out at something should i go close the window now nah, we're fine if you hear a baby crying we don't have a baby. <laughs> Trust me, no little babies. No, sir. No, no. We, None of that. No babies. We are smart people. We use protection. That's right. Abstinence. That's our protection. <laughs> okay. Now, if you're one of our parents, turn off the <laughs> tape. We use we use a variety of things. Uh, anyway, I ultra have, thin's all I have to say. But I, I have also wondered what friends stands for so i'm saying there's a dot after each it one is kind of kinda weird but anyways i don't think we're gonna solve that issue today okay so today <laughs> we watched friends yes we did <laughs> with um oh god david schwimmer <laughs> <laughs> david schwimmer yeah that's his name and and jennifer aniston that's and the one i remember courtney cox mm-hmm. and Matthew, Matthew Perry. Perry, okay. And Joseph Matt LeBlanc. Stalin. Joseph Stalin in this episode, yeah. And oh, Phoebe. Oh, what is her name? Do you know it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, I do. I'm just sitting here. Oh, no. Just, it rhymes with Misa Boudreaux. Lisa Kudrow. There you go. <laughs> Yay. Yep. You got them all. I did. Now name all the uh, <laughs> the three musketeers. No, what I come to every time. No, name name all the the women and Heather's. No, I couldn't. All right, I've only seen it once. Winona Ryder. What about her? She was in Heather's. Good for her. She was one of the Heather's. Guess what? It's easy because all their names are Heather. <laughs> That's why the movie's called Heather's. You could have just said Heather, Heather, and Heather. Uh-huh. 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 <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? It was supposed to be a sarcastic laugh, but I realized it sounded really weird. <laughs> it did. Because you have your headphones on. So now you know. Okay. <laughs> um, Do you want... Okay, you can tell us about Friday. If, I, oh, sorry, we're talking about Friday. Well, you already... You, I'm talking about Friends, you're talking about Friday. Okay, fine, then you talk about Friends. Do it. All right. 
So you know how Monica is super duper like anal retentive, OCD, no. crazy? No. No. She is? Yes. <laughs> Give me four examples. Four? <laughs> There's barely four episodes of the show. Come on now. No, I know. She likes to whisk her, her couch or something, right? I guess, but somebody stole her credit cards, mm-hmm. and um, she's jealous. How does she find this out? Because the statement came, and there was a bunch of charges that were mm, not hers. No, you're wrong. Okay. She tries to pay for lunch with her mom. Oh, God, yeah. I forgot about that. Okay. Yeah, so she's out with her mom, who is a total B. Okay, and she her mom's like, I'll get it, I'll get it. You know, they barely pay you. And she's like, Mom, that's one of the things we're not allowed to talk about, my career. Right. And career, she's like, love life, <laughs> and what else? Her books? Yeah. And uh, so she's, you know, gives on the credit card and she's like, I got it. I'm doing just fine. And they bring it back and like, oh, it was declined. And her mom looks so happy. Like, I just want to reach in the TV and smack her upside <laughs> her face. <laughs> like, you shouldn't celebrate that your kid can't pay for lunch. Celebrate your kid's poverty. <laughs> it's really bizarre. Yeah. So then Monica gets a hold of the statement, though, because she's looking at it at home. I assume they just mailed it to her that that it was, you know, like the statement was coming soon or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. And maybe it was just happened to be there. When she or maybe home. she went to the bank. Maybe she went to the bank that issued the credit card and asked for a statement to be printed out. Because mm. it's because by the time we see her in the apartment again, she's called the police like the police are notified. And, yeah. And yeah, they say the bank says uh, Rachel says the bank says that you're only responsible for what you actually charge. Right. So she must have went to the bank. But she's looking at it, and she's, like, judging them. Like, this is irresponsible spending. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, they're a criminal. <laughs> like, they don't care. And then she starts getting jealous, though. She's like, they live me- their life better than me. Mm-hmm. My life. They're living my life, but better. And um, it's kind of funny, too. Joey's looking at it, and he's like, oh, they're a dork. They bought a $70 mop. She's like, that was me. <laughs> that was actually Chandler that said oh, that, though. never mind. You know, I thought I was going to do friends, but maybe I shouldn't. Maybe you should do friends. Wait, what? Huh? What do you mean, do friends? <laughs> what friends? <laughs> no, I'm not saying we're having an open relationship. I'm no. saying, <laughs> discussing the show. No. But she decides to be, I mean, she's like totally obsessed, like neurotic, like not even sleeping, like thinking about this, right? So she calls, there's a school that the person has paid money to. She calls them to find out what classes they're taking. I assume it's like like the adult learning annex of the college or something, like a something. community college or something like that. It turns out it's a tap class. And she brings um, Rachel and Phoebe with her to observe the class to see the woman or whatever. Let me ask you a question. Hmm. If, isn't this really stupid? Like... And doesn't it show the ineptitude of the police? Yes. Or maybe their lack of caring uh, mm-hmm. about anything because she finds her way before they do. And if you were stealing someone's credit card, why would you go to something so easily traceable as a class? Right. That you have to come to every week. Yeah. Very dumb. Very, very dumb. Like I could see staying in a hotel for a night. Maybe. Maybe. I, I wouldn't even go more than one night. And even then... You're you're pushing it, and you'd be nervous the whole time. Yeah, I mean, you, how could you enjoy yourself? Right. If if I I'm the, I'd never steal someone's credit card, but if I was going to steal someone's credit card, I'd just go on a spree <laughs> of like spend like spending over the course of like five hours, and then I'd be done. I'd throw the card away after that point because I'd be like, okay, th- they're gonna catch. If I keep going, 
they're going to catch up with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which apparently is what happened. Because you know what else is weird? Is it seems like she doesn't cancel her credit card or anything. It seems like she's still using the credit card. I don't know. No, she's not still using the credit card. But Then how do they find her? I don't know. That's a very good question. Uh, Maybe the police aren't as inept as we think. Still. They're just a little bit behind her. Still, a uh, you know a, a chef that lives in an apartment with uh, one of her friends across the hall from two other friends, brothers or, or sisters with one friend, and then um, I don't know how they know Phoebe. Um, <laughs> I had to explain every relationship in the show to get this point across. Okay. She, she finds her way before the police do. That's my point. Uh, okay. Um, she does, yeah. But instead of doing what she should have done, which would be, you would think, to call the police. Sure. Make a citizen's arrest. Kick her ass. Something. She decides to become her she, friend. I don't know if she could kick Okay, she couldn't, ass. but it's still. She becomes friends with her. They take her out to lunch, the three of them. So it's not even just Monica being crazy. The girls support her in this craziness. Yeah. And they, they're talking about, like, what a great spirit she has and stuff. Like, okay, she's a free spirit. She seems like a cool person, but she stole. And that's what the guys keep saying. Like, she stole. Especially, was it Ross that's like, she stole from you? Yeah, that's her brother. So he's very protective of her. Yeah. So, I mean, I could never be friends with somebody after they stole my credit card. It'd be pretty weird. Although, it's, you know, it's not like, it's not a personal crime to me. It's not like they were like, you know, oh, it's you. I want to steal from you. Mm-hmm. It's I don't know it seems more of an impersonal crime to me. It is an impersonal crime, and I mean maybe if I guess you could be friends if you can just move past that, whatever. But it seems like a very weird pairing too, especially for Monica, who she introduces herself to her as Manana because she starts to say her name and backs off Manana. Yeah, that's I also don't understand why she can't just say her name is also Monica. Right? Do you think she'd be suspicious? <laughs> <laughs> because her first thought's going to be like, oh, the person whose credit card I stole is probably crazy enough to come find me. For sure. That's nuts. Yeah, and Monica's a very common name. Yeah. But yeah, so she... Monana's not. No. So she starts, you know, spending all kinds of time with her, doing all kinds of crazy shit. She she goes to audition for Cats. Yeah. They start, they sing Memories or whatever. Um, memories. <laughs> I hate Cats so much. Yeah, me too. Ugh. Um, they go to By, the one Bass- good, the one good thing about cats is that it's such a crazy, stupid, like just out there musical. They'd never make it into a movie. So I would never have to be subjected to it. Right. Cause I'll just, I'm just never go see it. Well, there you go. That's how you avoid it. Yeah. I'm sure like they would never make it into a musical and put ads everywhere. You'd have to hear it. I mean, they wouldn't do that. No, no. <laughs> so she, she comes home drunk, completely wasted, mm-hmm. in the middle of the day. Apparently, she hasn't been going to work. Yeah. Because Rachel's like, uh, the restaurant called to see if you're coming to work today. You're going to lose your job. Mm-hmm. And she's just like, no, I'm not. And, like, I don't know. She She's just lost her mind. What do you think's up with that? Like, Monica's such a normal, somewhat... She's not normal, though. You pointed it out earlier. She's anal retentive and OCD. This is like a break from herself. So people that are like this, that are wound so tightly, you can't do that forever. You're either going to go insane or, you know, you're going to at least snap for a little while like this. 
I guess. I think that's what she's doing. She's just taking a break from being herself because being herself is exhausting. Yeah, okay. But she is all like, I'm not going to work. I'm just going to be this crazy person. And then she gets the call that Monica, she calls her Monica. That's obviously not her real name. We never find out her name. She's billed in the show as fake Monica. Yeah. But the the woman who stole her credit card has been arrested for stealing her credit card. Mm -hmm. And then she has the audacity to go see her in prison and be like, Pitying herself for losing her. Yeah. Who's gonna Who's gonna take me to do this stuff? Who's gonna hang out with me? Just like, uh. Who gives a fuck? Right. <laughs> um. But she says to her, you know, she says, "Hey, I didn't turn you in, and everything. Thank you for showing me all these different things that I could be or whatever." Right. And then fake Monica says, "You know what you're gonna do? You're just gonna be you. You're just gonna go back to being you because that's what people do. You're yeah. just gonna." You're not going to do any of these crazy things because you're just going to do the stuff that you normally do with the people that you are in your life. And and this lady, when she gets out of prison, will probably go back to doing the crazy shit that she does. Yeah. She'll be stealing credit cards and going to Amsterdam and whatever, you know. <laughs> so. To each their own. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what kind of person I am. Hmm. Are you a credit card stealing person? Definitely not. <laughs> If you had to describe yourself as one of the friends from the TV show Friends acronym uh, Undetermined, <laughs> what, which friend would you be hmm. from Friends? Probably I would be more like Phoebe. I can see that. Because she's Free like, spirit. Yeah, and just weird, but a good friend. Mystic. Yeah. Yep, I think I would be Phoebe. How about you? I think I would be Joey because I'm so sexy. I'll give you that. <laughs> <laughs> no, re- really, I don't know. Um, I guess Chandler probably. I'm very sarcastic. Yeah. I mean, in, in truth, I mean, I, I think Matthew Perry is, is better looking than Matt LeBlanc as well. <laughs> so, really? yeah. Oh, all right. Yep. So, okay. So I'll be Phoebe and you'll be Chandler. Can you okay. imagine them together? I can't. No. If I had to imagine him with any one of them, I don't know. That's tough. I guess. So I guess, I guess Monica, because there's a big flirtation between Ross and Rachel. Right. And I'm guessing they'll probably end up together. Although if we were, if we were pairing people together romantically, just based on their looks, I would probably say Rachel and Matthew Perry. Okay. And then I guess Phoebe and Joey and Ross and Monica. Ew. Well, assuming that they're, and in real life, obviously, they're not brother and sister. That's but tough. assuming they're not brother and sister, they look more like a couple, I guess. But yeah, I mean, eliminating that and taking the mythology of the, the less than one season of show that we have, <laughs> uh, I'll say that, you know, he's probably better with Monica. I can't really see him with Phoebe. No. So, um, the other side plot we have in this episode is Marcel, Ross's monkey. Yeah, God, I hate this monkey. Like, I, I mean, the monkey's cute and everything, but this it's so stupid. This is something that you would put into a struggling sitcom in year five or something like that. Let's, let's have a monkey be part of the cast. And I know that he's not like a big factor in every show or, or anything like that or whatever, but it's just so 
dumb. Well, obviously, they decided that because they're getting rid of him. Yeah, I know. I'm very happy. Because he starts humping everything. Because apparently when a capuchin monkey reaches uh, sexual maturity, they become aggressive if they don't get some. And the vet told Ross. I feel you, brother. Yeah. (laughs) Vet told Ross that he's got to go because he's got to get access to other uh, monkeys. Yeah. Uh, How do you think? Because that's an organ grinder monkey, right? The capuchin monkey. What? Organ grinders on the streets. They're playing the nah, 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 playing the. Wow, that is not what my brain thought when you said organ grinder. Oh, you were thinking about humping again? No, <laughs> I was thinking about like a meat grinder with organs in it. Oh, Jesus! <laughs> what is wrong with my performers brain? <laughs> on the street? Yeah, like, they'd have the little monkey set up there. That's a capuchin monkey, right? I don't know. So I wonder how they make them docile. Do they neuter them? Ugh. Maybe. Maybe they have the mates, and maybe after they mate successfully, they're, like, done or whatever. I don't know. I don't know. But, yeah, I, doing anything. There's, like, there's stories of, like, Japanese people and stuff like that like eating monkey brains mm-hmm. while they're still alive and stuff. Uh, like, cutting into their heads and shit. No. It's so much like a person. Because we're, you know, we're obviously intimately related as a species, it's so human-like. How the fuck could you do that? Not that I would do it to any other animal either, but like especially a monkey. It's 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 basically a person. It's well, I wouldn't say it's basically a person. It's close, but it's a I, lot closer than a cow. I wouldn't want to cut its head open and eat its brains, but I wouldn't want to eat anything's brains. Here's the thing, though. I'll eat a hamburger, right, from a cow, right? Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't eat a hamburger if somebody was like, "Here's a monkey hamburger." What if that was all that was available? If I was starving to death, then maybe. Or I might I might eat an actual person if I was starving to death, but we're not talking about that. I mean, why go to an extreme like I'm that? I'm not I'm not going to an extreme, but I'm like if you live somewhere where it's mostly monkeys and, you know, that's an available food source, you would look at it differently. All right, come on now. You're telling me that they can't fly in beef. There's Kobe beef in Japan. <laughs> I'm just saying it's a different culture. I wouldn't judge them. Oh, I will. Absolutely. I don't give a fuck what their culture is. Okay. No offense. Wait, offense. Take offense. I don't believe in cultural relativism. I I know you don't. Something's either right or it's wrong. That's it. Universally. Okay. No culture is better than any other ones because every culture does wrong things. You know, don't look in the whites direction. (laughs) Because they've done a lot of bad stuff. Yes, but, they have. Um, but yeah, but uh, stuff's either right or wrong. That's all there is to it. Okay. I'm sorry. We won't eat any monkey brains. Can we move on? <laughs> yeah. Is that what we were fighting about? You wanted to eat monkey brains? <laughs> no, I just didn't want you to judge the Japanese people who do. Um, what the fuck? What do you mean? You don't want... To- you don't have any judgment for what about people that that kill and eat other human beings? Well, that's that's cannibalism. Mm-hmm. And there it's are unnatural. No, there are tribes in Africa that that uh, that do that, that practice that. There okay. are cannibalistic tribes in Africa, and they're Is that probably okay really it's that, sick. their culture. No, no, it's not okay because it's their culture. No, so where are we drawing the line? See, everyone <laughs> rejects cultural I relativism. Tried, guys, I at tried one to get it to move on. <laughs> Don't turn around. Okay. 
Are we are we done? I don't know. Are we done with friends? No. Okay, we'll keep going then. <laughs> Ross was um trying Eating to get Marcel into right. zoos. Yes. And he it's it's like he had to apply and he'd get like rejected or accepted. It seems weird. I would think a zoo would be happy to have a new monkey. They, yeah, they treat it like college. Yeah. So it's like, uh, oh, obviously San Diego would... Is that a good Ross? Obviously <laughs> San Diego would be the best, but the, we're not going to get into there. So I'm going to apply to Pennsylvania. <laughs> Whatever. But they, they, they pretend like it's a college. Like it's yeah. Like, They're oh, talking about one of them is like a total party zoo yeah, and stuff. In, my, in Miami. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's two minutes from the beach. It's a total party zoo. <laughs> It's a dumb joke. I don't. I don't think it's funny. Right, and then he meets with some guy, and I want to know how he even got this meeting with Harry Shearer. Yeah, this guy is talking about whether or not. Did you recognize his voice? Though? No. Yeah, he's Mister Burns and Mister and Ned Flanders on the the Simpsons, but and he actually he was in a movie we just. Oh no, not a movie. Sliders. He was oh. in the pilot of Sliders. Yeah. He was the radio voice. Okay. He was like, hey, you know, like he was that wacky DJ, right? Um, but yeah, so he's he gets around. He was in this is Spinal Tap and stuff. Harry Shearer. Oh, very funny guy. But he's asking some very strange questions during the interview and stuff like whether or not Marcel could handle a, a small object like a knife. Yeah. <laughs> and it turns out that he wants him for fighting other animals and... He's trying to get Ross to uh, give him to him, and he'll cut him in on the profits and stuff. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, like how how do you meet a dude like that? First yeah, of all, I don't know. That's a good question. <laughs> I mean, I know he was contacting zoos. I don't know how you go from zoos to like black uh, market animal trading. I don't so. understand either. Yeah. Anyways, I guess that's about it for friends. So what happens? He he puts well, him. Oh no, the, he got accepted. Killed no. He got he accepted. Says, oh, to Japan, and someone eats his brains. No, he got. And then it. Carol says, "Hey, it's okay. That's their culture." He got accepted into San Diego Zoo. Oh, okay. And they're very happy about it. Yes. And then Ross is trying to say goodbye to him in the airport, and he humps his leg, which is kind of gross and sad, and he leaves. So. <laughs> That's how most of my humping is uh, described. To <laughs> kind of gross and sad, right? <laughs> yeah, and that's the end of. Marcel, I hope he's gone for good. Bye-bye, Marcel. You know, I don't know if it's because he was universally hated or if uh, it's too hard to have an animal on set all the time. you got to have a handler. I'm sure there's special insurance and shit you need for it. Plus, this, you know, a monkey could rip someone's face off at any, at right? any moment. Um, I don't know what it is, why they got rid of him, but whatever the reason, thank you for getting rid of him. Annoying as fuck. I thought there were some interesting, you know, th- plot lines that came from the monkey. Yeah. I will say this. We have been, as you might realize from the way we're talking, we have been keeping up with this show. Even though we don't talk about it every week, we've been mm-hmm. watching it. It's, yeah. it's pretty funny. This like episode wasn't that funny. This episode was okay funny, but it's generally pretty funny. Yeah, it's a very good show. So, you want to talk about the movie, or you want to bullshit for a while? I think we already bullshitted enough, don't you? I don't know. I think so. All right. So you want to talk about the movie? Yes, please. We went and saw a movie. Yes, we did. You picked this time. <laughs> yeah, did you hate it? No. Because you I hate didn't. every movie I, I pick. I didn't All hate the time, it. every. Every? 
<laughs> that's that's every. That means every time in the world. That's that word means that. Okay. Well, n- no, actually, I didn't. You did a good job. This is a decent movie. Decent? Just mm-hmm. decent. I liked it. You just liked it. What? What do you? What do you want? Like, Love. you want me to throw a parade? Maybe. <laughs> anyway, so we saw Friday with Chris Tucker and Ice Cube. It's Friday. You ain't got no job. You ain't got shit to do. And I'm gonna get you high today. Right. Did I do it good? <laughs> Well, the line is, it's Friday, uh, I'm going to get you high today. Mm. You ain't got no job. And you ain't got shit to do. All right. Um, I didn't do it good. You did it fine. <laughs> I'm sad. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> actually, you might be right. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I don't remember. We saw it once. Uh, but yeah, so Ice Cube wrote this movie. He typed it out. Mm-hmm. With uh, one of his buddies and stars in it, and it's directed by F. Gary Gray, a actually the guy in the the store when they go to the store, the guy sweeping in the store with the hat on. That's F. Gary Gray. He's known mostly. This is his first movie he's ever directed. I think he does a pretty good job directing it, uh, but he's known mostly for music videos. He did some. Uh, I believe he directed the Straight Outta Compton music video, I think. Okay. Um, and then he worked with Ice Cube as well and some of Ice Cube's, like, uh, uh, I Had a Good Day and, and stuff like that. Um, so Carol's not super familiar with NWA, which, no. which for many reasons I won't tell you what it stands for, <laughs> but obviously influential rap group. Of the 80s, early 90s-ish. Basically up until Ice Cube left. <laughs> in my opinion, anyway. Uh, but They do the song uh, F the Police, right? Yes, that is correct. I know that one. All right. Hey. Uh, um, <laughs> but yeah, Ice Cube wrote most of their songs. Ice Cube obviously is a talented writer, so he writes this movie to me. And let me get your thoughts on this. Mm-hmm. This is what I think about this movie. First of all, I like the movie a lot. But this movie seems more like a collection of vignettes, uh, like kind of sort of tied together with one central story. They do a lot of things that don't re- that aren't really impactful on what I guess the main plot of the movie would be. To me, the main plot of the movie, so uh, Craig, played by Ice Cube, uh, has a friend named Smokey. Who played by Chris Tucker, who smokes a lot of pot and everything. Uh, Smokey's supposed to be selling pot, but instead he's smoking it all. Mm-hmm. Uh, Phase on Love, aka Big Worm, uh, <laughs> wants his money three hundred dollars. I guess I thought it was two hundred. I think they're trying to get two hundred because he already has a hundred, or right. maybe maybe it is two hundred. I don't mm-hmm. know, but he's trying to get his money, and Smokey's trying to come up with a way to get his money. Because he smoked all the drugs, can't give him the drugs, can't give him the money. You know, he's got to some. Obviously, he can't cough up the drugs, so he's got <laughs> to uh, he's got to find the cash somewhere. Um, and that's to me, that's the main plot of the movie. Yeah, is that's the main conflict of the movie between the two of them is they have to try to come up. He, you know, C- Craig gets 
uh, roped into this, and he's got to figure out a way with Smokey to get this money so that, although they never, it's weird the way it all happens. Because it's not like they, there's not like there's any, it's more like real life, I suppose. There's not a big, it's, they don't, they don't stage a big dance where the, you know where they they raise uh, the the money they need like in breaking or something like that, okay. or they yeah. don't. Uh, you know there isn't a uh, like a striptease contest that uh, the first prize happens to be two hundred dollars or something like that. They can win. It's it's not contrived like that. The way they come about the money is in a very weird like we didn't plan it out way. Um, you look really confused. Well, because I, I would disagree, but I don't want to like cut you off because you're about to go into like the plot, and I don't want to like spoil it. But okay, I, well, I, I disagree. When we, when we get to the place, and you can tell me why you disagree. Okay. But anyway, so I would consider that the main plot of the movie. Right. But several other things happen in the movie, like uh, the the woman across the the way, Miss Johnson, right? Like that thing happens in the movie. Um, they go to the the store. That thing? Aren't you well, gonna I'm going to get to it, All but. Right. They go to the they go to the store. That happens, but none of, none of this stuff really ties into the main plot in any significant way. So I feel like it's a showcase of here's this neighborhood, yeah, and here's all the crazy people in this neighborhood, and they've all got their own stories going on. We're only focusing on Craig and Smokey, so we're seeing everything through their eyes. Um, but I think a movie could be made about each one of these characters for sure. Maybe um, even funnier movies. But but yeah, so it's like, you know, here's these different crazy characters and here's just a glimpse of their life. But their life doesn't really affect the main plot. So that's why I say it's like a, a group of vignettes. So, okay, so it starts out with Craig saying that he got fired on his day off. Yeah. From his job. That came, takes some talent. He came in to pick up his paycheck and supposedly... He stole boxes. Supposedly they have him on camera stealing boxes from his work. Don't know where he works. They never say. And he says he didn't. Yeah, he says he didn't do it. Um, It's subtly implied that it was someone else Mm -hmm. who looks like him from behind. Because the camera just sees him from behind. So I think it's a little like racial profiling going on or whatever. But... um, but that's what they, they they subtly imply that at some point in the movie. Um so, you know, he's dealing with his with his life basically. He's waking up, he lives with his parents, uh, and his sister, uh, played by the the lovely and talented Regina King. Uh and basically, you know, his dad is is, you know, his dad's like a typical kind of dad. His basically. dad is weird. His dad lectures him on how you know, heats up all the food in the house and um, and how, you know, he's going to have to go out and get a job. He, you know, in this house, you either you either work or you go to school, you know, one of those two. Or you things. get out. Yeah, basically. Um, but while he's doing it, he's on the crapper. Yes. It's like the weirdest thing. No, no, never in my whole life has anybody asked me to come and talk to them while they're pooping. Yeah, it's so weird. Well, I wouldn't do it. No. Like I mean, maybe he would get his ass beat by his dad if he didn't do it. I would don't it be? Know. Wouldn't it be worth it to get your ass beat though? Yeah. To not have to do it. Yeah, I think so. And I mean, it just says so much about the dominance in their relationship because it's definitely a power move for sure. And um, why does he have to talk to him every time he's taking a shit? Right. <laughs> or like, yeah, at some point he has his sister go get him to go get him a glass of water. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
like what the fuck yeah there's a middleman there that doesn't need to be they they have a very strange relationship but so you know it's like we get a lot of his family dynamic with his mom with his dad odd stuff he's talking to his mom and he's like you know, uh, hey, did you tell Dad what happened? And she's like, oh, I wouldn't tell him my baby, you know, and everything. And then he calls him in there and is like, yeah, your mom told me what happened. Um, so, you know, we get a lot of his family. And then Smokey comes over. And Smokey's talking about, uh, you know, we Smokey talks to Big Worm. We get that, you know, that piece of information that Smokey owes him drugs or money. And he smoked up basically all the drugs, so he needs to give him money. And, and, and how's he going to have money without the drugs? Not, yeah, and Big Worm is crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, he's killed people over 50 bucks or whatever. So he um, he talks to Craig, and, and he's like, hey, you know, we're, uh, you know, I'm going to get you high, like you said. And Craig's resistant to yeah. it at first. Like he doesn't smoke pot. Right. It's weird. Well, like Ice Cube doesn't smoke pot, which is funny. Well, I mean, and it's like he's best friends with this guy who's so into it. Like, why would he not do it at all? It seems like weird. He also wants to get together with Nia Long. Uh, Debbie, I think her name yeah. is. Um, and uh, and so it's Debbie and her sister's name is Felicia. <laughs> and, Bye, Felicia. Yeah, it's funny. It's a funny line. Um, the way he says it's very funny. Yeah. But uh, I feel like I'm gonna want to watch this movie a few different times, probably well high. Oh yeah, and 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 just like make fun of stuff. Mm-hmm. But so they they live down the street, and he wants he's got a girlfriend, but he wants to be with this Debbie woman uh, instead. Yeah. She's going to school, and his mom does too, because she's going to school. She's got her head on straight. All this stuff. Well, and his girlfriend is gross. I mean, she's got, like, these super long, like, claw-like nails, mm-hmm. and she keeps calling and hanging up and, like, complaining to him. And she th- seems to think he's cheating on her when he's not. Yeah. Do we believe really... him that he's not? I don't know. I believe him. He says, like, she's like, oh, you were... There's something that he says that establishes he couldn't have been at the movies last night okay. when she said he was at the movies. So I think she's just being paranoid. Because, like, people are accusing him of all kinds of stuff, and, and we don't really know because we only see him in this present moment. So. That's true. And he's basically the narrator, so he might be an unreliable narrator. Right. We don't know. But anyway, um, so the last piece of the puzzle that comes in here, the last big piece of the puzzle anyway, is, what's his name? De- De- Devon? I think it's Devon. Devon or I don't know. something like that. Huge dude. The crazy dude. Yeah, huge crazy guy. Basically, he's the neighborhood bully. He's like taking people's lunch money. Like that's yeah. that's the kind of bully he is. It's like he comes around. We we are in a sta- he's established because Smokey tells a story. Every time this is something I think is kind of uh interesting and a, a nice touch too. Every time they go to tell a story instead of it, the screen getting all wavy, like it's going to flashback. <laughs> it's just black and white. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, now this is happening in the past. I, I kind of like that. But he, um, he's like shooting dice with this dude for some reason, because he wins and the guy goes, you what? And he's like, oh, I lost. And it's like, <laughs> why would you ever shoot dice with somebody like that? It's basically just giving him the money. Right. Um, and he's got a bike. You can see a bike behind him mm-hmm. and this guy comes up with his dad it's so weird i i think these now i think craig's supposed to be like 22 
Because his dad says, you know, I smelled your shit for 22 years yeah. or what. So I think he's supposed to be 22 years old. So young adult. But a lot of these people seem like they're either still in high school or like pretty close. Yeah. And it's weird because they look older than this. Um, and I think Ice Cube is a, is older than 22. I don't think he's a lot older than 22, but I think he's a little bit older than 22. I don't know. But anyway, um, this guy's dad drives him up. This is so humiliating to his guy. Dad's dad drives him up to this dude. And he comes and he's like, yeah, you know, I was here for my bike back. And he's like, what bike? And he goes, the one I let you borrow uh, a couple days ago. You know, he's just sitting right over there. And he's like, oh, okay, that bike. And he kind of turns, and then he just winds up and jacks him in the face. Oh. And the guy flies and then falls down, right? And um, uh, he's like, it's my bike. You know, and then, like, walks away from him. And the guy gets up and gets into his car. The dad comes out. He's like, you want some too, old man? He's like, no. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then they, they drive off. But So that's the kind of bully he is. He steals bikes, and then he rides around on that bike yep. that he barely fits on. Like for, it's a trophy. For most of the movie. Mm-hmm. Like he can't even afford a car, I guess. I don't know. I don't know what the hell this guy's deal is. Yeah. But apparently and he's blind in his right eye. Okay. Too. I mean, I don't know if you noticed that his eye was weird. Yeah, I noticed his eye was weird. The guy, in real life, that the that actor has that problem. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. Uh, maybe he's blind, yeah. But, uh, but anyway, so... He uh, apparently he's sleeping with Felicia, uh, who is Debbie's sister. Which both of them are kind of gross characters, so I guess it makes sense that yeah. they're together. Well, she comes up and she's, I guess she's the very passive version of him. Because she comes up and she's like, hey, Craig, you know, can I uh, can I use your microwave to microwave some chicken? He's like, yeah, I guess. Where's the chicken? And she's like, no, I want to take it over to my house. <laughs> like, she asks Smokey to borrow his car. Right. Like, like, she's always asking for something from people. Yeah. And getting rejected. He just takes. Do you think that if they gave her the microwave that she would have like pawned it or yes, like Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she was she was trying to sell it for drugs. Okay. Of course. Um I to me that's pretty heavily implied. Yeah. But anyway, uh so uh you know, they're sitting on the porch. And that this is where the vi- vignette part of the movie happens because they're sitting on the porch and they're observing things around the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. This little kid's on his bike and he's he's riding around knocking people's garbage cans over just because he thinks it's funny, I guess. Uh, and then there's Miss John- Mrs. Johnson across the street who's dressed like like Daisy Duke from the Dukes <laughs> of Hazard. Right? She's got uh, like real short shorts on. She's got this like I think it's a bra with. Um, I don't think it's a, like a bikini, but there's, she has like a denim top on that's like cinched. Uh, so you can see like her whole stomach and it basically just covers her breasts. It's not a bra though. It's not a bra underneath that? It's a shirt. It's a shirt underneath that? Really? Wait, underneath the denim? Cause thing? you can see what's underneath it. I think, oh, I think that's her bra. Maybe. But anyway, so she's, you know, she's like bending over and like doing all this stuff. And as Craig points out, he's like, oh, she knows what she's doing. You know, yeah. She knows that, that we're looking and stuff. That's what she wants, basically. Um, so they start smoking pot in, in front of the house. And the Reverend pulls up, played by the hilarious Bernie Mac. And he's like, uh, he's like, hey, you know, that that's a sin. You know, smoking that pot's a sin. And all this stuff. And, and then he wants some. Yeah. And then he's like, hey, just give me some for my glaucoma. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so Smokey says, no, get your own, basically. And uh, then I think Craig points out Mrs. Johnson or whatever. And he's like, oh, you know, so he, go, he goes across the street to talk to her. They go inside her house. Mr. Johnson comes home, who is, I don't remember who, what the name of this actor is, but he's a, a little person. Is that the way to say it? I, I don't he's know. He's a very, very little man. He's like a, a dwarf. Yes. Dwarf is okay? I, I think so. All right. I mean, isn't that the medical term? Dwarfism, yeah. yeah. What flavor of dwarfism do you think? Flavor? Well, there's different kinds of dwarfism. I, I don't know. I anyway. Don't know different kinds. So <laughs> he comes in, and, and it's clear that the uh, the reverend was sleeping with Miss Johnson. She, uh, Mrs. Johnson, she comes out and she goes, we was just playing, <laughs> which I think is hilarious. I don't know. Just playing. It's such a weird defense. Right. But he's very pissed. He chases the reverend away. Uh, and then later he takes out all her, all her, all the clothes. I think it's the reverend's clothes. Like, I think he's been a frequent guest or something. No, uh, he was throwing her clothes out on the lawn. Those were her clothes? Yeah. Because the, the little, reverend was carrying his own clothes running out of the place. Because the little crackhead guy uh, picks him up. Oh. Maybe he's going to sell them. I don't know. There's also a guy we see at the beginning who's who's running with two uh, stereos underneath each arm. Yeah. That's he's like the local homeless guy that's like look always looking for money. Like, hey, I'll watch your car for two bucks. You know, mm-hmm. I'll wash your car for two bucks. I'll clean up your shit for two bucks. Oh, my God. Yeah, that was so gross. So he says to him, uh, hey, you know, hey, buy me a 40 at the store because they're going to the store to get Smokey's mom a pack of cigarettes. And so they, they drive to the store and he's like, oh, you know, I'll buy you a 40 or whatever. He goes in there. It says black owned. And then out from the counter is this Asian dude <laughs> with like, uh, you know, with a with a knit cap on and everything like dressed like he's from the neighborhood. But mm-hmm. obviously, you know, he's a very old Asian man. <laughs> so but it's that's that's funny. That's a funny kind of like mm-hmm. little uh, little part to it. But they go and they get the stuff. They come back and like that whole like exchange. That's also like a little vignette yeah. kind of thing. Um, I'm trying to think what else. You know what the style of it reminds me of is like a Kevin Smith movie. You mean the one Kevin Smith movie? Yeah, that one, The Clerks. Like with all the like little things that happen that kind yes. of relate to each other, but don't. But it's yes. giving you a picture of the community yes. and their lives. Yes, I agree. Yeah, I agree that it, it is like that. So, um, from that point on, it gets like the movie slows down a lot at that point. Debbie comes over after Craig gets high. He gets pretty flirty with her. Uh, you know, she's like, oh, Craig's got a man, you know, got a man, got a woman. Sorry. He's got a girlfriend. (laughs) I was going to say, did I miss something? (laughs) Um, Devon or whatever his name is, Devo, he, uh, he makes them. He makes Smokey break into the neighbor's house. That's the other thing. There's a neighbor who who doesn't want anyone to walk on his lawn. Right. He keeps it very clean and everything. And they break into his house because his window's been left open. And they steal $200 from inside there, which he never mentions. So apparently he doesn't even realize it's gone. Yeah, well, I mean, if it was it's $200 cash, like until he needs the cash, he's not going to notice it's gone. I guess that's true. But they steal it uh, and... You know, Smokey thinks he's getting half because he went in there with him, and he's like, no, it's mine. Yeah, he's such a jerk. Oh, he should have gotten punched in the nuts. So, 
So Debbie, uh, like Debbie uh, says to them something like, you know, oh, he's over at, uh, you know, my house. Cause, and he's like, oh, you know, she's fucking him. And she's like, hey, you know, mind your own business kind of thing. But so Smokey sneaks into the room because uh, he wants to get the 200 bucks. He doesn't get it because that crackhead guy comes in. And he's like, hey, what's going on? Like, he's like, oh, I saw an open window. <laughs> so I figured I'd peek my head in. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, that's so fucked up. So he wakes up the dude. And they, you know, they they disappear out of the uh, out of the house, but he couldn't get the two hundred dollars. So Big Worm calls him up. He's like, "Hey, you got my money?" He goes, "No." Like five minutes later, people are there in a van to fucking shoot them. Yeah, over over two hundred dollars. That seems so wrong. Well, you know that's how it happens sometimes. Greg's got a gun. Uh, Greg's got a gun of his own. Uh, which has been established earlier in the movie for protection. His dad sees it, and his dad's basically like, you know, you shouldn't need that for protection, you know. Like, fight with your fists. Like, you know, be a man. Sometimes you get your ass kicked. Sometimes you're the one that wins. But, you know, you have, you can hold your head up high kind of thing. Uh, which seems to be... I mean, I don't think the movie really has a message per se. I think it's more just like, hey, this is what life's like in this neighborhood. But I guess that's as close to a message as it gets. Yeah. Uh, so they run away from the people trying to murder them. <laughs> and then the fucking guy or Debbie comes over and says, you know, that her, cause Devo's there or whatever. He takes the, the guy whose bike he stole, he takes his necklace, rips it right off his neck. And the guy's all upset. He's like, my grandma gave me that. And he's like running away crying and, and stuff yeah, like that. Sad. Um, but anyway, it turns out that Devo Devon, whatever, hit, uh, hit Felicia, like blackened her eyes. She's all bloody and shit because he thinks she went through his stuff mm-hmm. when it yeah. was, when it was, you Craig. know, Chris Tucker. That was Chris Tucker. Smokey. Oh, Smokey. Yeah, Smokey should feel bad. And I don't think he does. Well, I, this guy shouldn't be fucking hitting a woman. Well, for sure. But it's like, you know, he wouldn't have hit him if he hadn't gone through his pockets either. So she tells him off. She's like, you know, you're lucky I'm not a man. I'd kick your ass. Uh, because all these other people are afraid of you in this neighborhood, you know, you're a piece of shit, all this stuff. Because, you know, he hit his, her sister, you know, mm-hmm. she's justified. Um, and he slaps her. So Craig comes up and it's like, you know, you know, you're fucking crazy. You know, that's a woman, you know, and everything. And they end up uh, like, he's like, uh, you know, hey, come on, you know, I'll beat your ass. And Craig pulls a gun on him. Yep. And it's, it's like the two ways it could go. He, um... You know, he's sitting there, and uh, he imagines himself pulling the trigger, shooting him, and, like, he sees his dad, he sees his dad, like, the earlier parts of the day and everything, he sees his dad telling him, you know, not to to be violent, basically. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, his dad's there, and he's like, give me the gun, give me the gun. <laughs> so he gives the gun over to him, and the guy's like, you know, take your beating like your old man used to, or whatever. And... So he, you know, he starts beating the fuck out of Craig and Craig's able though to get up and he grabs a brick and smashes it over his face and then starts beating the fuck out of him and ends up knocking him out. Uh, and then the, uh, the guy that cried earlier comes over and smashes him in the face too, uh, and grabs his necklace back. Smokey gets, uh, his 200 bucks back and then calls worms like, yeah, I got your money. He's like, why, you know, I don't appreciate you uh, sending your people to kill me. He's like, hey, you ignored too many warnings. Like, he sounds, <laughs> he sounds so reasonable. Like, he sounds like 
was just like a motivational tactic or something. He's <laughs> like, you, you ignored too many warnings, Smokey. I had to do it. He's like, well, I got your money now. He's like, all right. And then uh, he's like, but I'm not selling any of your drugs anymore. I'm going to rehab. And then he sparks up joints and says right to camera. There's two point. There's two points. One where Ice Cube does it, and one where, where uh, at the end where he does it, which I think both work in this movie. Um, he goes, uh, "I was just fucking around, <laughs> and you know this, man." <laughs> and then the movie ends. So, like I said, I like one thorough like through line, but a lot of um, a lot of vignettes, like you know, attached to it to kind of fill the movie out uh, time-wise, I guess, and to add a little interesting, you know, interesting elements and color to the to the movie. Uh, what So what were you going to disagree with me on? Well, just because at the end, like, I feel like a lot of it comes together because there's that Devo or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, got him to break into the guy's house to steal the $200 in the first place. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if that interaction earlier in the movie hadn't happened, he wouldn't have the money to pay at the end. Yeah, I think he, I think he, in his story, um, you know, I think that factors into the main plot. I think Worm, that dude, Big Worm, that dude, and then, you know, Smokey and Craig, I think they, and and to a degree, Debbie and and Felicia, Felicia, um, factor into the main plot i think everyone else is ancillary yeah like i didn't even mention his dad his dad who's a dog catcher gets bitten on the ass by a dog right uh basically for comedy and that's you know that's something that happens in the movie that's just like a vignette kind Mm -hmm. of thing it's funny you know like the whole the whole thing like his dad is probably the funniest character he is hilarious. hilarious but you know it's all ancillary to the to the main plot and it it works though. I'm not like it's not a criticism. It works in the movie. Mm-hmm. I think it's just the movie's cobbled together and built in a interesting way. Uh, it looks it it looks like it's built from a bunch of short stories about yeah. about like neighbor the neighborhood and this life and everything yeah. with this one main story kind of flowing through it. But it works and uh, but yeah. But the my point was it it's not like they. It's weird because they didn't take any any initiative to get the money. They're basically just sitting there waiting till ten o'clock at night. Like they're not trying to pawn anything. They're not trying to go out and hustle and get the money. They're not, like they're not trying to do anything to get this money really. And then this this thing happens with Devo and he uh, yeah he beats the fuck out of him and then they get the money. Right. Like just by having not by happenstance completely, but it's like oh okay well we'll take two hundred now. You know what I mean? It's 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 a weird way to resolve the plot. Yeah, I guess so. It's different than a lot of way than the ways a lot of movies would do it. Yeah, they weren't focused as hard as they should have or could have been on getting the money throughout yeah. the movie for sure. And you know, it's I believe if I'm if I'm not mistaken, I believe it's not the first movie Ice Cube's been in. Ice Cube was in Boys in the Hood, but that was written and directed by uh, John Singleton. Um, I believe this is the first movie he's written, um, Ice Cube, and for a uh, for a first movie, it's fantastic. Uh, and I think obviously he'll get better at writing as as things go on. Yeah. Um, but. I you know it's the movie is not perfect. It could use it could use a little polish. It could use a little um you know a little a, like another draft uh to go through 
and everything, but it's good. It's it's definitely a really good movie. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it. You said it was okay. Yeah, I mean, it's not like my favorite movie in the world or something, but I definitely enjoyed it. It's one of the better movies I've seen this year, I think. I mean, like I said, I want to watch it again, but I want to watch it again. Hi. <laughs> so I just right. think it would be a funny movie to watch. Hi. Yeah, I can definitely see that. So, uh, I guess that's it. I mean, I don't really have any more to say about it, do you? No. So, we will end uh, this episode as we end every episode with our blockbuster pick of the week. This week, Carol, uh, coming soon mm-hmm. to a blockbuster near you. It's not out yet, but coming soon to a blockbuster near you. Getting Even with Dad. Are you familiar with Getting Even with Dad? I've heard of it. It's a Ted Danson, Macaulay Culkin masterpiece. <laughs> is it? Is it a masterpiece? Not really. It's it's fine, though. Mm-hmm. It didn't do well in the theater, but it's okay. It's an okay movie. Um, It's basically, uh, you know, this dude is... Uh, you know, wants to to get even. His dad's a crook. Ted Danson's a crook, and he's like, uh, you know, wants, but he wants to spend time with him. So it's like a blackmail thing. Like, hey, I'm gonna tell the police what what happened here unless you spend time with me. That's kind of what it is. Okay, it sounds like it's like cute. It's oh, see, I told you I should have shut that window. <laughs> I think a biplane is going. But what the <laughs> fuck is that? Um. But anyway, so, yeah, it's fine. It, it, like, you don't have to rush out and see it, but there's nothing great coming out. I mean, Forrest Gump is coming to video. Well, that's something. But we've talked about it before. I mean, I could say, hey, Forrest Gump's coming to video, rent it, because it's a good movie, but... You probably already saw it in the theaters. Right. So, yeah. Uh, but anyway, that's our show for the week. Carol, take us to the home front. Hey, uh, everybody, make sure to give us the stars put the stickers on the locker tell your friends and uh keep listening to the tapes you can write us at late fee 1994 at aol.com all right bye bye